The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Howdy Aguiland and welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today we have a special edition of The Heart of Art. On Saturday, May 20th, uh, Troubadour Festival was here at Aggie Park. Uh, and we had the best barbecue in all of Texas combined with the best country music. And so I had the honor and privilege of interviewing Shane Smith from Shane Smith and the Saints. And we're going to hear this conversation today. And we talk a little bit about their appearance on Yellowstone and as well as his appreciation for College Station. And after that, we will be listening to my interviews uh, with, with some of the pitmasters that were at the event showcasing their barbecue food. Um and we will finish off the episode with a performance of The Mountain uh, by Shane Smith and the Saints. So stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy. Howdy, Aggieland. We're here at the Troubadour Fest, bringing together the best live music and the best barbecue and all over Texas. And here we have one of our headliners, Shane Smith from Shane Smith and the Saints. So, hi Shane, are you excited for today's performance? I'm very excited. Oh yeah, it's been back here. So, yeah, I mean it's the first of its kind in this event, but I, I, we're so lucky to have you in this year, which is your 10-year anniversary of your first album, Coast. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, right. Have you have you thought of that? I mean, how have the past 10 years treated you? It's been uh, it's an interesting thing because we've. We've been at it for a, a very long time, and over the last like two years or so, we finally caught some big, big traction, and uh, and so we're we're extremely thankful. But we've been doing it for a really long time, so it's kind of it's interesting, you know. Right. But we're just excited to be where we are right now, and uh, you know, back in the day, our fiddle player and I used to come over on like Tuesday nights and play at like Zapatos when it was still here. Oh no way! Here to nobody, but uh, yeah, this has always been a really cool market for us and really cool fan base. So, oh, I will, we're glad to have you back again. I mean, in your song "Coast," you actually reference Willie Nelson, which I know you've been opening for recently. I mean, did you ever see yourself when you wrote that opening for him someday? No, that was uh, honestly that was that was a lot. I, I wasn't thinking about that ever, you know, writing it. But um, it's incredible that we've gotten to it. We're getting to play the Fourth uh, of July picnic for him this year as well, and so we're just. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really you're exciting. on an upward trajectory, definitely. No, I appreciate it. I yeah, I mean, also your appearance on Yellowstone. Can we talk about that, please? I mean, how did that come about? Man, we, uh, 
so I guess it was like 20, what, 2021 or so when we were first featured on Yellowstone and uh, November of 2021, maybe. And um, we were on tour. We got reached out to and they said, hey, we want to license a song for two episodes. And we were like, oh, my God, we've never been licensed on anything, any show at all. And um, and of course, it was that one. And we all love that show. And, um, you know, I love like Taylor Sheridan's work, his films, all of his stuff. And um Anyway, so it was a total honor. We didn't know what the episode would be like, and then um, they just said, we're gonna feature the song All I See Is You for two episodes, and we're gonna give you a name shout out. And we didn't know what that meant, and we asked what that meant, and they were like, we can't say anything about it. Dang. And, and then fast forward like nine months, we were on the road uh, up in uh, Virginia Beach and um, on a Sunday, and the episode aired and uh so we shut down the venue asked if we could push our set back to like 10 30 or so oh, wow. and we watched the show on this huge lcd screen that the menu had with all the fans that's amazing and we did like a a viewing or whatever of the episode and wow and uh so that's where it started and then they asked us to come back in the fifth season to be on set and and we were in the middle of, uh, I think, the Whiskey Myers tour. We had to fly out of that to go be there for like 48 hours. We filmed in Montana with them and, and then flew back. And since then, we've done a couple events for them, like uh, for Taylor Sheridan, a couple of his, like, uh, the Run for a Million event. And um, and we played the Bosky Ranch uh, for all the Paramount executives up in Montana once and for, like, entertainment. and. It's amazing. They're just blessed, man. It's 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 insane. Like uh, a couple of years ago, I definitely wouldn't have seen it, you know, happen it like that. But it just it's worked out. So. Congratulations! That's a Thank huge you. achievement. Thank you. Yeah, crazy. I mean, but it hasn't all been good. I, I know that in the past ten years, um, you're also like in a bus fire in 2019. Yeah. Like, how did that even start? It was a bus. The first we were in a van for years and years, and then got in an RV, and then a nicer RV, and then uh, finally got our first bus. And uh, uh, anyways, within about a year of having it, it it caught fire in November of 2019, and um, uh, you know we were on our way to Lubbock, and and uh, our our basis Chase was in the back and was filling up with smoke. That's where the engines are with those buses, and. Yeah, it caught fire and, oh, yeah. and it, you know, burned up the bus and the trailer and all of our stuff and yeah, all your merch anyways, too. Yeah, yeah, and oh, so man. you know, it was uh, it was rough, but it's like it's just a part of it. And we made the show that night. Still, we didn't cancel and uh, just kept it going, and it was awesome. So yeah, yeah, we just had to kind of bounce back from a couple things like that. You know, how do you think that impacted like the dynamic of the band? I think it's definitely gives you a, a sense of like, um, you know, a sense of family. Like, you know, we've all gone through this, you know, we've been at some of the lowest lows you can hit right. as a band. And we, we've also hit some of the coolest moments ever together uh, right. as of recently, finally, you know. And, um, we just headlined our first Red Rock show and it, sold, and it was sold out. And like, that was like, in my mind, like the apex, you know, and so, it's cool the contrast that we've all gone through together and so uh, i think it kind of bonds you for sure definitely you know? and, yeah uh, hopefully it, it you know we just keep our heads down keep working with that same mentality and you yeah. know keep keep producing good music so um, 
All right, well, I want to backtrack a little bit and ask you, like, when did you start writing music? Was it something since childhood or what is life circumstances? Like back in like 2000, um, like four or five or something like that. And, um, and yeah, my, my cousin was listening to a lot of Red Dirt music and my dad listened to like a lot of oldies and Motown and stuff like that. And, um, my mom listened to gospel music, so it was just like an interesting kind of combination of, uh, you know, different stuff. And I, uh, it was a lot of the songwriters that I heard in the Red Dirt world, um, like Hayes Carl, um, Ray Wally Hubbard, a lot of those guys was what made me want to like write, write, you know, and not just like cover songs. And um, and so that's, you know, I heard some of that stuff and was like, okay, I, I want to try to do this. So. And how did you develop your voice? I mean... Did you go straight into yeah, writing? So much over the years. And honestly, playing in Austin, it used to be much like a higher pitch. And over the years, like playing in Austin, we would do these residencies where it's like four hours a night, sometimes eight hours a night if the band would cancel. And, and, like, and I tore a lot of stuff up by doing that. And over time, I just like naturally, I think it was like subconsciously started going lower and lower because I could hit those notes, easier, you know? And, um, and then, and since then I've learned like how to warm up the right way and how to like sing right versus really raw. And, and so it's made for this really weird kind of dynamic. You know, it's a deeper voice, has a little bit of rasp to it or whatever because of all, all that stuff, you know? And so I was supposed to have surgery on it years ago and I never did. And I just, you know, just started really warming up the right way every night. And well, so far, did, so good. So, yeah, it sounds like, great. <laughs> just can't miss a night, dude. You're right. Be careful. Uh-huh. And why do you write music? Is it for others or is it for yourself to release the cathartic in a way? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just, uh, it's like everybody's drawn to something and I just happened to be drawn to that. Like once, once I got into it and discovered some of that music, I just like instinctively kind of wanted to try to do that. And, uh, and, uh, a lot of those people kind of set a bar subconsciously in your mind and you want to try to hit that bar or, or, or you know what I mean? And sing. yeah, I don't really know. Um, uh, but. It's definitely something that it's a very cool thing to go from nothing to something and and uh, the process of that and um, you just got to be really patient. I'm not quick with it. I take a really long time with it. I don't know. It's a uh, it's become kind of a part of uh, part of my identity, you know, so you like to do it. Yeah, art takes time. I mean, yeah, yeah you got to be patient with it. Definitely. Sure. A lot of people are more talented and can do that stuff way quicker but i'm not one of them you know it took a long time so well, you're definitely talented that's that's a no-brainer uh, but what would you say are some of your proudest moments apart from like yellowstone and really nelson man um we sold out stubs indoors back in like 2013 uh from the coast album release uh -uh. and then we stubbed out sold out the parish in like 2016 in downtown austin on sixth street wow and those two were very like heavy staples in my mind it's like hey we can do this we can sell out a room it's like holds 200 people or something but like yeah it still counts you know right and it's just like those little mile markers have always kind of you know those stick with you those are you know 
Definitely. Before you've ever experienced any any big show before, those little things stick with you a long time. And uh, mm -hmm. but we sold out Red Rocks last week, and that was to me like definitely that's like you know it's massive. You know, it's like the venue of venues in my mind, and and uh, so it's just special, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are. Some of my most memorable. We we were on tour with Whiskey Myers this last summer, and some of those shows were also like right. It's just like our first time playing any kind of big amphitheaters or anything, and so it was just special. Because especially when you look up to that band since high school or whatever, you know, like it's cool. That's so, amazing. Congratulations yeah. for that. Thank. Um, so you've already accomplished so much. Uh, what are some goals that you have for yourself for the future? Um. And you're looking there, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, selling out, honestly, like selling out a couple nights in a row at Red Rocks would be incredible, but honestly, just making a career at it where yeah. where we don't have to be touring 24-7 and we can be, we can all, like the band, our crew, everybody involved can have their lives away from it and have a balance. Like, I think that's my goal at the end of the day is to be able to, put out music that a lot of people like and um, and be able to not just, uh, you know, be living for the road at all times, you know, be able to like have a, a balance between the two. Life balance. That's Definitely. like truly, I think, my, my goal with the whole thing. Yeah, that's important. Slowly but surely, you'll definitely yeah, get yeah, that, yeah. No doubt, it, mm -hmm. it takes a hot minute. Yeah, um, so Troubadour Festival itself is only a couple years old and, but this is the first time it has come here to College Station. Uh, how does it feel like to be a part of something new that maybe this is going to go off for, for a couple of years? Man, I love it. I love the concept of it. A lot of my buddies, um, like Brick Vault Brewery um, out in Marathon, Texas, they had a, a pop-up today with oh, Philip yeah. and all those guys. And, you know, their barbecue is incredible. And there's, you know, our boys from the Meat Church were here. Like all these, all these just amazing people. And um, I love the concept of it and, and mixing, mixing like, uh, a staple to Texas, like incredible barbecue, um, right? With music is a, it's awesome. So I'm glad to be a part of it, and hopefully we can do more of these down the road wherever they end up. But yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is my first time being at this park, which this park is incredible. I've never seen. I mean, it it's brand new. Yeah, yeah. So not a lot of people have seen it. So <laughs> I didn't know it existed until today. So that's mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, um, have you gotten a chance to? go out there and watch other performers i went out there uh some of our buddies out of brenham or were over there and we we got to hang with them and uh and yeah just you know we kind of hunkered down over at one of these booths and just stayed there for a while but awesome. didn't get to walk around too much but mm -hmm. but what do you think about incredible. about it as a performance venue uh, it's amazing yeah i mean it, it seriously looks it looks amazing man i and i love the like they got all these trees out here. Normally you throw a festival and it's like some field with no no trees. Just bare. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you got awesome. some nature in here. Yeah. Um, so a lot of legendary artists have been through here. Elvis, Nat King Cole, even Lady Gaga. So what does it feel to be walking into those footsteps of these great legends? Oh, man. I don't... I mean, we're just... I mean, that's all, that's obviously an honor. That's incredible. It's just, um, you know, it's just, uh, for us, College Station has always been like a, uh, like very early on before anybody was really on board, it was one of those spots that we could get some, like, 
we put a radio single out or something like that, it naturally like would do better here than it would in a lot of other places. And right. And so we've always kind of felt like a, a different kind of support out here than than we have in a lot of uh, during the grind, you know. Like and uh, and so I think it's just that is more what I think of, you know, rather than who's come through. It's just kind of like it's just a support system that I, you know, I'm more honored to be out here with those people that got us up than anything you know? yeah. so it's just like that your music is very much appreciated here and more than in other places i would yeah, say we, yes yeah, definitely we, we appreciate the support as well so that's that's what lets us do it so awesome well thank you so much for stopping by shane i really appreciate you stopping by and talking to us and i i hope we have fun tonight yeah man same right. same to you guys thank, thank you very much appreciate it uh, Support for KAMU comes from the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. Alrighty, so we are here with Brad and Brandon Downs, and they're the owners of 1775 Texas Pit Barbecue here in College Station, Texas. Uh, so how did you guys learn how to grill? Was it something that was in your family, or how did that come about? Yeah, so we, uh, growing up, Dad had an arsenal of cookers, you know, so we had the smokers, the backyard grills, the gas grills, whatever you, you could, whatever grill you could find, we had it. And uh, that's where we learned at a young age. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, that's true to Texas. You know, everybody kind of has their own backyard smoker, right. has their own recipes. And yeah, it's definitely a big family yeah. thing, I think, here in Texas. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, we did it for so long. And then finally, Brad was in the restaurant business for about 20 years and called us up and decided to start building pits and trailers and mm -hmm. uh, see what this thing would do. And then all of a sudden, five and a half, six years later, it's it's really taken off, so right. really appreciate it. But and everyone that comes out to eat our barbecue, but yeah, it all started in the backyard stuff. All right. I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite process of the grill? Is it prepping everything, or is it actually working with the fire? Myself personally, I like yeah. the prepping, and you know, you see it at, at its infancy at the beginning, and then the finished product. And then the customer's reaction, that's what makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Right. And I mean, we're here at the Tripodar Festival with barbecue restaurants from all over Texas. What do you think 1775 stands out amongst the, uh, the rest? Well, you know, a lot of people here, you know, really take pride in their quality. So we all have high standards of what we do. Definitely. Uh, we do everything from scratch. We want to stay true to the highest quality of uh, grades of meats and stuff that we could get our hands on. Uh, it will always be that way. We'll never substitute uh, an inferior product to what we use to save money. We're always going to sell uh, the best and uh, we're going to continue to do that. Right. And I think that's what stands us apart from a lot of other people, yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, about a year and a half, maybe almost two years now, I think it's about a year and a half, we became ambassadors for Good Stock by Nolan Ryan Beef, and we served their Black Label Prime brisket. And uh, I tell you what, it's been a game changer for how we cook and, and the finished product and what the customers are saying. They can really taste the difference in that prime. All right, that's awesome. Congratulations for that. Thank you. Um, so... What does it mean to be able to show your talent here to people from all over Texas, not only in College Station now? Oh, it's great, you know, to see all these people come out, come up to the 
table here and tell us how great all the products are, especially the stuff that we've done today, we don't do on a daily basis out there, maybe one item. And so for everyone to taste it in the first time and they say, well, y'all need to start doing this every day. Yeah. That makes it feel good. All right. Oh, yeah. And being with your peers, you know, a lot of us are friends in this industry, especially the guys that are out here today. Oh, really? We call it a barbecue family for a reason. Uh -huh. uh, we all kind of, you know, chat uh, as much as we can, and we don't get to see each other that often because our businesses are open the same days. Uh -huh. So to come to these festivals like this, <laughs> it's a great environment as for us to interact, try new menu items that we, like Brandon said, we normally wouldn't do at the business. Right. Get a reaction out of them and see if that's something we can implement there. Awesome. So what, what different thing are you doing here that you don't normally do? Honestly, today what took off was our barbacoa tacos. You know, we did, did the beef cheeks that good stock gave us and oh, yeah. uh, said to try it. We tried it and we smoked it and it worked out and everybody loves it. And now they want us to serve tacos all the time. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, okay. that's awesome that you're getting the positive reviews then. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. All right, well, Brandon and Brad, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Right. Thank, thank you, thank you. I appreciate yeah. you. Of course. Thank you, really. All right, howdy, Aguilar. We are here with another one of the pitmasters that are here to showcase their talents. And I want to have you guys say your own name and your business and where that business is located. I'm Matt Lowry, Corey Cook. And we're LJ's Barbecue from Brigham, Texas. All right, well, there's a lot of barbecue places around here, so what makes your place stand out amongst the rest? I don't know if, I mean, there's so many great barbecue restaurants around here. I don't know if there is a standout. I mean, everybody's great and everybody does their own thing. We're all here to have a good time and serve great food to the people that come here out here and, and to enjoy themselves. Uh -huh. And what did you serve today? We did some uh, brisket pastrami Reuben tacos, Whoa. some beef fajita, smoked beef fajita tacos, and uh, pico de gallo and pepper jack sausage. Wow, that sounds, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how did you learn how to grow? Was it like a family thing or did you teach yourself maybe? Yeah, pretty much. We just family? hung out in the... Yeah, just started doing it. You know, it was... Huh? He had just kind of started cooking. I got it. We enjoyed doing it together and stuff. And it was eight years ago that we wow. started doing pop-ups around Brenham and stuff at Home Sweet Farm and BBB. And here we are eight years later, still going, all loving right. it. Yeah. And what does it mean to you guys to be able to showcase your talent to like all of Texas? Because there's people from all over Texas here. It, it's so cool, you know. Right? I mean, it's just amazing. This is the love that you get at these festivals, and you know, especially with Troubadour, Chase and Cody that own the festival. They're just outstanding. They put on a top-notch festival, as you can see walking around. You know, there's not a detail miss. Oh yeah. And yeah, I mean, Matt, what you got? Honey? Yeah, I mean, it's it's super cool, especially. We did a few of them last year. They're all at least three or four hours away. Oh, and to have one, we're in Brenham, to have one in the Brazos Valley, home, Aguilar, this is awesome, man. Right, I love the best place, the best it's place so to cool. be. I mean, look, you, know, you know, it didn't get any better than this. Yeah, you can't complain too yeah. much. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for participating. Really appreciate it. And good luck out there. Thank you, bro. All right, thank all right, you. Guys. Have a good one. All righty, howdy, you guys. Now we are here with another one of the Pitmasters. I want to have you say your name and your business really quick, just for us. All right, I'm Wade Elkins. We're Mimsy's Craft Barbecue in Crockett, Texas. Uh, hey. We're happy to be out here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a great event, and there's so many barbecue restaurants here. What do you think makes your restaurant stand out amongst the rest? Uh, well, we brought a really unique dish today. We did a coconut curry brisket uh, with toasted pistachios, pickled red onion. Um, that's a Nolan Ryan good stock brisket, so it's, you know, one of the best quality, top quality briskets out there. So, yeah, we, I think that separates... Maybe could separate us from the field that, that curry aspect. I don't think anybody else brought curry today. Yeah, that, definitely. Thinking outside <laughs> the box there. Yeah. Awesome. 
And I mean, who taught you how to grill? Was it something that you taught yourself or was it a family thing? Uh, started with my dad in the backyard as a kid. Right. And then, uh, you know, just taught myself a lot of research online and, and, and doing stuff in the backyard. So self-taught and then a lot of inspiration from my dad. Right. And what does it mean to be able to showcase your talent here to people from all over Texas? Uh, well, for us, it's just an opportunity to get out here and meet the folks that uh, are barbecue enthusiasts. Uh, those people are the reason why that you know are the reason why we have a restaurant. The reason why we're, we're able to to do our concept. So uh, it's just an opportunity to get out here and and meet the people and and uh, have a good time. And and another thing is all these barbecue restaurant owners are all friends. So uh, getting to see these guys once or twice a year. Uh, is another uh, another front part of it, the camaraderie. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, that a lot of y'all know each other. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty cool. And what process of the of the grill do you like the most? Uh, I'd say starting the fire every morning. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, just something about, there's just something about starting a fire to cook meat that uh, that is, you know, just hits home for me. It's just primal, like, yeah. Thing. yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for your input, Wade. Really appreciate it, and good luck out there. Thank you, brother. Of course. Howdy, Aguiland. We are here with Arnulfo Sanchez III. And can you tell us the name of your business and the location of your business? We're Vaqueros, Texas Barbecue. We're in Grapevine, Texas. Probably about 10 minutes from the airport. Awesome, Grapevine. And I see the Mexican vibe right here. How do you blend that in with it, with your food that you barbecue? Texas barbecue and Mexican flavors kind of go hand in hand. I mean, it's Texas. They're, they're flavors that pair well together, and it's, it's just kind of what we do. We, um, all the hickory smoked meats, just combine them with the salsa and different things. And that, yeah, I basically just cook what I like and what I grew up with. Awesome, yeah. I was actually gonna ask, how did you learn how to grill? Was it a family thing? Yeah, I, I basically, my dad has been doing this since 79, and I started probably in 87. Uh, he got it thrown right into the fire. He was doing uh, full production catering. So mine isn't necessarily the story of cooking in the backyard with dad for the family on sundays it was more so all right we got a thousand person event for neiman marcus this weekend so let's go and yeah it's like and, you know foot yeah just thrown to the fire right okay and what's your favorite process of the grill favorite process yeah honestly i haven't been able to do that part in quite a while but oh, really the best part really is when you're late at night that two o'clock in the morning shift when it's just you in the fire there's no one else around and it kind of reminds me the, how why I got into it in the first place. That's really the most enjoyable part, just yeah. kind of at peace out there. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many barbecue restaurants from all over Texas. Uh, why why do you think yours stands out amongst them? I think it's the way we incorporate a lot of the Mexican flavors into what we're doing. I mean, there's there's other people that do it. Um, I've traveled a lot in Mexico, and there's a lot of flavors that I like, and I try to incorporate and again. I just cook what I like, but right. I think that we're doing it pretty unique, in a unique manner, and uh, and um, it's uh, I think it's a little bit different than than most. Oh yeah, definitely. And what it, what does it mean to you to be able to showcase your talent to people from all over Texas? I mean, that's why we do it. I mean, it's it's it's, it's fun. To, I mean, we cook it. We enjoy cooking. We enjoy doing this. But this just to see the reaction that you're getting from people, the best on your food. I mean, that's kind of that's a little bit of the reward that comes with it. And it's it's always it's always nice to share with everybody and see their reaction. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anurpa, for being a part of this. The first time that festival occurs here at Aggie Park, and hopefully we see more of you. Yeah, we'll be back. It's oh, this is a good time. Yeah. Good location. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Up next, we will be listening to The Mountain, as performed by Shane Smith and the Saints at Troubadour Festival.
Let's go. I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu.